Welcome to Montana Colors Real Talk, a series of Instagram interviews that puts us in touch with the artists that inspire us here at MTN HQ. This month marks MTN Art Month, a theme that we'll be pushing through our blog and socials, shining a light on the people pushing the creative boundaries of spray paint, markers, mixed media, and much more. Nazca is a perfect case in question. The German artist, who divides his time between Berlin and Munich, is a well-travelled aerosol artist known for his incredible large-scale figurative murals using striking colours, which draw attention to the positive and progressive messages in his work. Having collaborated with MTN Germany for some time now, we thought it would be the perfect moment to speak face-to-face with the man himself. Yeah. All right. First time. I love it when that happens. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. I should put a, a joke in about German efficiency here, but I'm just going to leave it. That's a different <laughs> podcast. How's things? You having a good day? Yeah, man. Thanks so far. How about you? Um, pretty good, pretty good. I've just come back from the the mountains um, where we have the factory, and I'm recording here in Barcelona um, I, with my at home with my cats and my record collection. Kenny, is <laughs> not interested. Awesome. Are you yeah, in the yeah. studio right now? Cat's going to be like the V. Yes, exactly. I'm in my little studio slash in my apartment here and working on some canvas stuff right, right now. I'm not on and... top of, of the situation in all around Europe or, in fact, many other countries apart from Spain. Are you guys uh, on lockdown or how's it working there? Yeah, unfortunately, since I think uh, November. I think so. So it uh, didn't really change much since then. Yeah, yeah. It's, Serious? It's, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, okay. a little bit tiring, man. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of people share share that situation. And so, how's, it, how's it affecting you? I mean, a lot I've seen, I've been checking, obviously, your Instagram the last couple of days to see what we're going to talk about. And you've been doing a lot thanks. of illustrations, right? A lot of, a lot of digital work and, and, I don't know, more studio-based work. Yeah, well, due to the situation, of course, like, uh, I mean, we were also on top of that in, in winter, like Europe. And uh, so there was not that much the possibility uh, to go outside, you know, and make make walls and uh, uh, some some other kind of that related stuff. But um, yes, yeah, so I just tried to uh, focus on some other media and um I just got myself the 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 iPad and uh, you know trying to experiment a little bit on Procreate and all this kind of stuff and um, yeah so it uh, really uh, pushed the boundaries for sure yeah it was nice. I want to get to your favorite tools and your techniques in a little bit to um, I don't know for the people at home who are interested in how you you produce your work but first I want to talk about like your entry point into this whole world of of graffiti muralism and I don't know art in general. Where does it begin? Uh, well, I think where almost everybody begins, you know, when, when you're a child, you start to draw, like, um, whatever you see, whatever you like. And, uh, just remember that I was super into, well, I'm an IT's kid. So, uh, I was super into what we had back then, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Transformers, and all the stuff we had back then. So, um, and uh, that always drew my attention, you know, like uh, all those figures uh, and characters like doing crazy stuff that 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 pure fantasy. And um, 
so basically i i was drawing my whole childhood in general and um then especially to graffiti like i was born in the in the city of munich uh in in the south of uh, germany and back way before my time actually uh munich was or is still huge in the in the in the graffiti development of of germany in general so uh the city was was quite packed with uh with graffiti you know we had big names like like lumit and uh especially lumit and uh i hear a cat <laughs> that's mary mary we're talking yeah lumit man what a legend what a legend definitely and uh aside from him there was like uh the abc crew uh which you probably are also familiar with uh, one abc who painted so that no. he painted that he painted that uh infamous dragons on the on the munich subway actually okay uh, probably you heard or saw them like yeah, uh, yeah i recall it now exactly and uh they also appeared in the movie whole train uh, like okay. a tribute of that and uh well especially those two guys were were really big in the city there were some more of course and uh so in in my suburb i wasn't directly living in the city uh but uh there was um like guys like sat one were were based there really big you know like all the train tracks were full of their pieces of the guys and uh he did a lot of commissions alongside the train tracks as well so uh it was pretty easy to to see it around my my environment and um So at some point uh, I remember a, a friend of mine when I was I was really young I was uh, maybe eight or something like that eight or nine something uh he dragged me to like uh, because he knew I was really into drawing and stuff uh, he was like hey you got to come with me you know I have to show you something and then we went to this uh, playground um where there was a hall of fame located and uh, I didn't really know about like graffiti a lot back then and I saw those guys painting their like big wall concept like really detailed and stuff and uh it was crazy like it blew my mind and uh way years later i found out that it was uh flying fortress and uh, the other guys painting there back then uh, so that was my first contact back then so and then yeah just started did you have a like a crew of friends who who encouraged you to start painting or did you just take it upon yourself I had some friends well in the very beginning um I just knew some people who who did tagging and and this kind of stuff and uh, around the suburbs and villages and um so uh it got a little bit later until the point that I met some people who had the same uh, interests and then we formed a crew yeah then we did our first productions by this age I was like 16 or something and uh yeah we we started our first like wall productions and uh a little bit more conceptual i was really into style writing back then like a lot of letters and which i don't do that much anymore uh unfortunately but uh yeah it was uh was the beginning so exactly i want to talk to you about about that i mean where do you think that style writing fits with your work i mean is it a completely different thing is it or is, is it something you still that you still look at or you still appreciate definitely definitely i mean um it's more something that i uh admire because for the love of the game 
than uh, I would do for myself. Like, I mean, sometimes I do letters, but my letters are super weird, twisted, more organically formed, and uh, they look like crouched potatoes sometimes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, something that um, I, uh, I didn't really do for a long time. I have many friends, of course, that, that do it. But um, I just found out at some certain point that it's it's not my personal way of expressing, you know, like my kind of uh, wall productions or in general. So, um, but it, it calls my attention from time to time. I'm really like, oh man, I really should do this again. And then, uh, but I end up always getting back to my comfort zone and adding characters and yeah, but definitely, definitely. It's something that I really, really enjoy. Do you think it's possible to combine muralism and style writing? I mean, do you think there's any artists that um, are really good at doing both? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like we were speaking of Lumid before, for example. Like he's one of the first and, uh, well, greatest examples out there, how you can combine style writing and uh, muralism. I mean, of course, when we speak about muralism in, 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 in contemporary terms, it's most people think about figurative or abstract work. And uh, this is uh, something that I think um, the people behind that have also changed, you know, like it's uh, more people that come from different sectors than, of course, not all of them, but many people, they have different backgrounds. They, they studied art or they uh, are professional graphic designers and so on. And, um, There are, um, this is a different approach, in my opinion, when you come from style writing and doing mural productions at the same time. It's, um, it's, it goes hand in hand, for sure. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, like I said, a different approach. And, um, but it, that's definitely combinable. Like, um, there's a great example from guys, uh, from, uh, Peru that, uh, are, um, called Seth and Haddock that are also doing like really great wild style productions combined with uh, figurative elements, for example. So it's, it's definitely possible. Yeah, sure. So you're based in, in Berlin, a city that's known for, um, I don't know, there's a, it's quite a big punk subculture, right? It's quite, a, yeah. it's quite a, I don't want to say anti-authority, but it's quite a, it's a bohemian place where if you've got alternative ideas, it's a type of city that I think for, decades it's been known as a place where you can go and express yourself um how does muralism fit in there because for me muralism is like it's it's not really like a rebellious thing maybe the content is rebellious but the act is is less rebellious than i don't know just doing a tag or, or or a piece or something like that so i guess my question is can you live uh can you coexist with the the tagging scene and, and everything there or is it like a constant war It's uh, definitely coexisting. I mean, um, many people who are doing muralism nowadays, they definitely have also backgrounds in, in the graffiti scene. And uh, especially also here in Berlin, there are great names. And um, so, uh, I mean, Berlin is a big city, I mean, for European standards. So there is uh, there is enough place for everybody to coexist, definitely, for sure. Because it's also, it's widely accepted. Uh, and it's not so difficult to get uh, permissions to to paint big walls and stuff and also it's um there there's a lot of space also for the legal scene to to exist you know so there's there's the train culture 
there's the bombing scene on the streets. Uh, there's also the the scene in the abandoned uh, places, you know, and stuff. And I mean, of course, there it happens that they collide, you know. There are like a lot of um, places, like uh, for example, if you go to that certain uh, Keats, um, like the district of, of Berlin, and where a certain crew is pretty dominant, um, then definitely it can happen that. Uh, that they will get crossed or or something or you know they take their spot back, but I mean that's that's known from very much different cities around the world as well. So um, of course, but you've reached a point now where you're you're spending hours on your pieces. You know a lot of planning, <laughs> the, the permission we talked about already, and the paint that goes into it, the renting, the crane, etc. Um, yeah. How do you feel once you've finished the piece? Do you think that it should be protected in a way i mean do you feel precious about it or do you do you i mean i've I've spoke to some other muralists who they don't mind the passage of time and and what happens to it afterwards how do you feel pretty much the same actually i mean it's uh something that you give once it's finished you give it out of your hand you know then it's uh it was apart from city before and then it it stays apart from the city and whatever happens you know you cannot uh well, from my opinion, you cannot think that this is just yours, you know, like uh, you you are untouchable. Uh, there will always like somebody who will think like, OK, well, I was at the spot before or I don't know, I don't like it or whatever, you know, like and uh, it just happens. By time. Or it gets it gets damaged by erosion or something, you know, like, I mean, the pain, unfortunately, isn't forever. So uh, it, it just happens. And I think also that's good because it gives space for somebody else who will come after that, you know? And um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, for me, it's the most sanest way to just, like, say, okay, that's it. Thank you. Goodbye. And then hopefully let's see again. Yeah. What gives you the most satisfaction then? Is it like a mural that you've got permission yourself and and you're completely free to do it? Um, you're not paid or is it the other way around when everything is kind of done for you, you've got assistance and, and you just have to turn up and, and paint? Um, well, I have some I have some spots here in Berlin where I can always go and there is a, well, there's no so, so much frequency, so I can take all my time when I go there. Like I have to, I have nobody to show a sketch. I have nobody to, to, uh, to set up, I don't know, color range before or something. There is no big money involved or something. Actually, this is the most free uh, setup or and mindset that I enjoy the, the most. Of course, it's it's also nice to have a lift, to have a crane, you know, and also a huge color palette. And this is definitely also something that I enjoy. But it's um, it's more planned in this kind of ways, and sometimes it's uh, it it also it, it challenges you in different in different other aspects. But uh, when I do this kind of other work, when I just go free without a sketch or anything, then it's it's like yoga. I don't know for the mind, you know. It just just stay there and you really freestyle. You don't think about it; just let it happen. And um, this is really really refreshing, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's a video that were that was on the I think it's Seat have a or Seat the the car brand or at least the German wing of it. They have a series called the Seat Sketchbook series, and this is yeah. kind of how uh, a lot of us found out about your work. 
Um, and cool. it's a video of you demonstrating the, what was that program you called, uh, you said? That you uh, Procreate. Procreate. Okay. Pro so yeah. as you put in po Procreate through its, um, through its paces, basically. And mm -hmm. if anyone is, is interested and in, in to know how basically you can go from the basics to, yeah. um, I don't know, producing something similar to, to what NASCAR does here. Well, that's a great video to check out. Um, how, I mean, right now, how do you feel about digital art? I mean, it's a really hot topic. Um, yeah. Um, well, first, uh, I'm a, I'm a total beginner. Like, uh, okay. I'm, uh, well, I know how it works and I know what I can do, but I still use it the more related analog way. So I, I, I sketch first and I do the fill in and do some effects and, kind of stuff but there is um there are huge more possibilities and which i never checked out before i mean procreate is a nice software but then of course there's photoshop you know the basis for everything and uh it's it's a it's also a whole universe you know and there's so much to do and it's crazy like uh, especially if you check it out on, on instagram or of some other artists what what kind of possibilities are out there it's um it's just mind-blowing and uh I'm definitely not not there, but uh, for sure not. But it's uh, it's super interesting, and I really love to check that out. And yeah, I mean, especially like you say, especially now. I don't know what you're referring to, but I can imagine you referring to the NFT kind of game right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. So as I mean, I think NFT, the 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 way of licensing digital art, I think it can be applied to graffiti in the street. If you just take a photo and then you sell the photo, but yeah. really what people are using it more for is digital art and, and more than anything, um, animated digital art, which I think you're starting yeah. to do, right? I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing my baby steps right now on animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, still something that, yeah, like, like I said, with digital art, there's, uh, this is a whole universe and animation, of course, as well. But um, it makes fun. And uh, it's like always about... Uh, doing something new, you know, like getting out of your comfort zone and trying to learn new things. And um, yeah, that's what keeps you developing. And yeah, well, I still don't get really much the hang of the whole NFT thing. Like it's, it's, it's super interesting. And uh, it's, uh, it, I see some really big um, advantages for artists, definitely. Uh, but I think it has to settle definitely like uh, in, in big waves uh, right now, but I just I just discovered the the surface, so I think there's a lot more. What can happen? Yeah. Are you considering um, offering like doing a drop of, of digital art on on any of these platforms like uh, OpenSea or, or any of these things? Is this something that you're making steps towards? Um, I have a friend who's just right now. Well, he he got really into this. Uh, crypto blockchain kind of world and uh he just set up a virtual gallery and uh we were talking about to make some collaborations uh concerning that um i have no idea if he wants to do it together with uh nifty and all the others i'm i'm super toy with this <laughs> still right now but uh um yeah it would be i think an interesting kind of uh, approach for sure, yeah. Let's uh, just see how it goes. And uh, I created an account, though, already. But, um, yeah, like, 
like I just said, um, I'm just more observing right now at the moment and seeing what is possible than uh, doing doing more and more. Yeah. I think this is an interesting comment from my man, Obey the Change, down here. He's saying it's about art, not the money, which I can appreciate. Um, I mean, a lot of us come from a background of doing art without much money, without a motivation to make money after that. But there comes a time in an artist's life where they want to, basically, you've got to live from something. Um, yeah. At, at what point did that come for you? I mean, when did you decide to, to devote your, your career to art? Um, well, I had some different ideas how I wanted to um, do that in some kind of like mega living out of it. Like in the beginning, uh, well, like I said, I was always into into painting in general, but um, I was I was also studying uh, animation for some. Well, not, not more animation was like kind of uh, game design. So I had the idea of uh, being a character concept artist at some point. Because I thought that was the most, uh, let's say, matchable kind of career artistic way um, that I could imagine at this point. But um, I just found out that after some some steps into the business world that uh, I just really want to give myself the freedom that I want. And it's, uh, in my opinion, it was, it was the only solution to just uh, go freelance and uh, just... Uh, yeah, just try it. Actually, in the beginning, I didn't have, really have a plan. I just, I just tried, and um, so far it went, it went good. So far, I can say. So um, I cannot, uh, like, of course, with Corona and all the times, it was a little bit difficult. You know, like it, uh, there was a lot of stuff that got cancelled and a lot of shows, and um, there are no events or, or something. You know, like it's, it's not possible to travel, but. Um, yeah, like like we were talking about before, it gave me the possibility possibility to 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 train on some other skills and to look at some other fields and stuff. So, yeah, and um, but I'm I'm still thinking at some point uh, that I would want to give that a try again to to work for a like a, or like let's say as a as a freelance um, character designer because I really I'm really getting the feeling that. Uh, this is something that I really, I really want to try. Like uh, I see myself more as a, as a creator of, of like worlds and, and figures and characters. And I want to give them a nice surrounding and something, you know, like kind of a living inhabited space. And I think this could be a possibility aside from the painting, of course. As well, Yeah. A lot of your characters um, are based on, um, Latin American people, right? Indi uh, indigenous yeah. people. I think uh, I read that your mom is, is from Peru originally. So yes. you're, you're half Peruvian. Um, what is it that, what, that you're trying to communicate with those, with those portraits? Um, in, in first place, it's uh, more out of uh, the interest that I have, of course, in my, in my culture, you know, like um, in, in the people in general. I mean, most indigenous people, like we know they they have to face a lot of struggle nowadays concerning like about their losing their land or um losing their culture in general like in in peru and, and not also in peru also in chile there were a lot of cases where um there were uh big big uh events where um the the government and, and private people wanted to steal their land or like uh, don't give it back 
And um, so it's it's my kind of way to to honor like those people, and you know, to, by not just like portraying them, but also like uh, for myself um, having a kind of um, uh, like a uh, kind of an identification, you know, like and um, also like honoring my my roots to give like this kind of a, a position in my in my art world in some kind of way, and yeah. Did you ever have a negative reaction to to the characters you've painted or the way that you've painted them or any artistic decisions that you've made? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> they're fighting in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's all peace and love in this house. Um, no, good, man. Oh, good. I uh, was just uh, thinking, yeah, I mean, like... Um, People couldn't understand, like, why I paint those people. I mean, if you paint figuratively, especially um, portraits and stuff, there's always, you know, like, somebody who says, like, okay, this is not real, you know, you're just doing it, like, uh, for, I don't know, for the favor of people, the favor of observers or something, or uh, you just want to want to paint something nice. But, uh, you know, whatever. So I just want to paint what I like, you know, what I like and what I see and what I find interesting. And, um, yeah, I think there are always people who say something, but I don't really care. Like, uh, yeah. You've traveled an awful lot. I mean, anyone who goes on your Instagram will see that uh, in the highlights, you've been around the world, you've been able to paint in lots of different places. Any special memories from your trips? Um, is there any one trip that, that's made, that's really stood out for you? Oof. Uh, I couldn't highlight one in particular because it was so different. And I mean, just just by meeting different cultures in, in general, I mean, I feel very privileged that, that I was able to do that, you know, in general. And uh, to meet all those people, to go to all those places. And um, so the the whole experience in itself was pretty, pretty um like you can see it in my art that I that I always try to implement my my kind of experiences, the people that I met, the events that I that I went to. Like I went, uh, that was the last big travel actually that I made in 2019. That we went to um, the Philippines to the to the meeting of styles there, and uh, it was it was mind blowing, man. You know, like you you just go there, and I really hadn't really great uh, expectations of you know I just wanted to go there and meet the people because I knew some. We had some mutual friends, and it was just crazy, you know. Like, I never expected being Manila, this kind, this kind of big super city metropole, and the graffiti scene was huge there, and everybody was so nice and and super uh, welcoming, and um, it was really hot that day that we painted <laughs> the the meeting of styles. I think we had like forty five degrees or something, so it was oh man, it was incredible. And we had to paint with uh, black buff paint. So uh, especially uh, you had the black color that was even getting hotter and hotter. And um, yeah, that was that was super challenging. But also uh, at the same time, the, the exchange, you know, with the people there, how their approaches, how they came to graffiti, especially most uh, scenes over there, they're pretty young, you know, like they, they don't have that much. Uh, they're not that old like as, as our graffiti scenes here in, in Europe, you know, and uh, so most of them, they just started painting like, uh, I don't know, five years ago, three years ago, and, and they're super talented, man, super crazy skilled, 
and um, they produce their own spray paint as well over there and stuff. And it's just it's just super cool to to see that in general. And yeah, felt that exchange. Wicked, sounds awesome. There's yeah. one um, there's one interview that I read uh, with you that that said that travel needs to be regulated. Uh, that's something I think that's really interesting from the point of view of, of graffiti because we like to go around, we like to meet new people, we like to hook up, we like to paint new places. But at the same time, um, the way we do it is often on these cheap flights. Well, I don't know if I'm talking um, out of turn for a lot of people. Maybe they travel by train or, or whatever. But certainly in my case, it's always with the cheapest flight you can possibly get and just go for the weekend and, and then come back. Um, how do you think that we can sort of work towards a, a sustainable way of traveling and continuing to spread art? Uh, well, that's a different, that's a difficult question. Um, I think that in general, um, I mean, it's totally depending on how people approach art in general, you know, like there are, there are those ways of, uh, having residencies, like having people there for quite a bit longer time and, uh, having the possibility to also like, uh, exchange themselves, you know, with the local, uh, people and also the, the, the possibility to stay there a little bit and experience more. And, um, yeah, it's quite, it's quite difficult as well. Like also seeing that, I mean, it's also, if you just do this kind of muralism stuff, it's, um, it's basically, uh, focused on, on, yeah, the travel the most possible, you know, because it's, uh, if you live from that, uh, then you, you have to, you know, you just do that. I mean, I don't do it, um, only. I, I mean, I also, I try to, I mean, I'm also not getting invited everywhere and stuff like that. I just try to hold the balance also and, um, uh, in general, it's um, kind of a thing that you also have to decide for yourself. You know, like I also enjoy to stay in Berlin and to make here what is possible and to to extend the way that I, uh, with my possibilities that I have here, and um, also in the future also to reduce it to traveling as well. But everybody has that to decide for themselves. But uh, yeah, it's a difficult question. Yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of Berlin, the next time I, chan I get the chance to go, um, it, one paint spot that you'd recommend for me to go to, one, one spot where I can get some paint, which is your favorite? Uh, where you want to paint or where you can get some paint? Where I can, where I can buy some paint and, and maybe, I don't know, um, check out, uh, meet some of the locals. Uh, there is, uh, well, my favorite shop is the Writer's Corner of Berlin. Where's, uh, well, what's the first, uh, spray paint shop that I went to in Berlin? And, uh, I made good friends with the owner, with the people around there. It's a district where I live in. And, uh, well, that's what I would recommend. It's cool. the best brand, best prices, everything. Yeah. Cool people. Um, Mauer Park is someone's given a shout oh. out to not Mauer Park. I'm saying yes. Park. <laughs> I think that's a great place to paint and also check out the flea market. Um, last question. Where's the best ceviche in Berlin? The best ceviche? Oh, yes. just, uh, just shut down, oh, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of the, one of my favorite. It was called Pisco, Pisco Bar, Pisco Resto Bar. Okay. Corona pandemic, too, just was closed. Yeah. That's a shame. Okay, so which other spot would you recommend that we go and have some food there? Uh, there are plenty. There is the Nauta. Nauta, there is, uh, in, uh, Charlottenburg, there is the Serrano. Um, then we have, 
my place where I make also some really good ceviche. And, uh, <laughs> oh, your place? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a restaurant. We have to come to your house. Oh, Very cool. I'll hit you up. Cool. And uh, yeah, that's it. Excellent. All right. It's been a really pleasure um, having this half hour talking to you. Thanks for making the time to talk to us. And, Thank you. Yeah, keep posting that stuff. We're massive fans. And we look forward to being able to see um, some new murals of yours on some of it. Uh, all of this has blown over. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you so much. And uh, it was a pleasure as well. And Peace. yeah, have a good one. See ya. Peace.